This podcast is brought to you by Backyard Box Office Kansas City. Listen up, NFL fans. Imagine you're in the backyard, ribs on the smoker, two hours to kick off, and all the neighbors will be at your house soon. But you only have 50 inches of screen and a few couch spots. This year, call Backyard Box Office Kansas City and have them bring the big screen outdoor theater experience to you with screens from 10 feet all the way up to 23 feet. Everyone in the neighborhood can come together to watch the big game for scheduling and prices. Go to BackyardBoxOfficeKC.com and use code TLC for 10% off. Again, that's BackyardBoxOfficeKC.com, code TLC for 10% off. Listening to the TLC Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tyler, Landon, and Caleb. <sighs> the Chiefs are a moment of jest currently. Not really, but not that bad. No, we bad, are. bad game though. Really bad game. Chiefs lose. 38 to 20. And now I, Landon Fields, have to lose by talking about it. You can follow me on Twitter at Field underscore Lando. Follow me on Twitter at cderlin53. Because he's Caleb Derlin. And I'm Tyler Savite, and I, you can follow me at underscore suavage underscore. I didn't want to put my name on this. That's fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, it's on there. All it the is. Chiefs have to put their name to that loss on Sunday Night Football. Only the second Especially time. Especially you, Dan Sorensen. Especially yep. you, Dan Sorensen. Only the second time in the Mahomes era that the Chiefs have lost by more than one score. And it's been two out of the last four losses that that has happened. Bad times. I hate it. Patrick Mahomes throws interceptions. We lose. That's how it Sad works. days in Kansas City. And sometimes as as it's usually not even true, but lately it has been. We get downpour rain for that night. The skies are crying. We get downpour rain the following day. The skies are crying. It's been a gloomy overcast on a Tuesday with a little bit of sun. If it weren't for the Chiefs losing, I'd kind of be feeling it. But I didn't think I sold my ticket for enough, but I got way too much for that ticket. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Man. Man. They, they probably left early with everyone else. They probably did. Yeah, very likely. Caleb and I picked the Chiefs to lose. Yes. But I'm we did not We did not think we didn't choose the no that longer this would the be... Chiefs to win. <laughs> well, they're playing Washington, so nope, don't, don't speak to Tyler's to turned around uh, completely. He thinks they're probably <laughs> I'm losing like the rest. Five time. and 12 I'm incoming. Rest of Twitter. He's having a heart attack on Twitter. I, I thought the Chiefs were going to lose, but Kayla and I both thought this was going to be a ping pong, back and forth, up and down, score at will kind we of game. We all three did. We'll, we all thought that. We thought that's how the Chiefs would lose. And we thought that was likely... And Tyler, I think if you said the Chiefs were going to lose, I think you would probably have said it would be in that way, right? It would be a shootout loss if they were going to lose. Or did you think that there was a chance that this kind of thing would happen? 
I thought th- I, there was two things that were going to happen. It was going to be a shootout win or it was going to be a blowout loss, in right. my mind. Fair enough. That's, no, fair enough. Obviously, I'm saying this after the case, right. so everybody's going to be like, oh. But, you know, no, that's that's exactly what I thought. Uh, it was enough. going to be one way or the other. Fair enough. No, that makes sense. I, I don't. Just kidding. That's the only <laughs> damn way we're playing right now is we got to win by <laughs> 1,000 while giving up 999 or... We're going to lose by 90. That's true. I, I really was surprised at this, though. The Chiefs' defense got, what, like four stops? They forced like four punts. This defense is clearly better. I don't care what anybody says. Frank Clark may not be putting up the numbers. This look good. defense He's not playing poorly. He's clearly better. Not when Chris Jones is on the field, but when Frank Clark is on the field. Willie Gay. And Willie Gay. And he only played... This what defense 44% of the snaps. This defense might honestly be better ton. when Mike Dan is on the field instead of Chris Jones. <laughs> uh, Willie Gay played 44%. He played. He had 25 snaps. He played 44%. Uh, yeah. He even had 10 snaps on the special teams. Yeah, Chris Jones was out, and I, I said it. I was like, I, I mean, Chris Jones is out, and somehow I think this is a good thing for the Chiefs. The defense. Chris Collinsworth has no idea what he's doing. Pretty decent. About. I hate you, Chris Collinsworth. Not as much as Tony Romo. And the weird thing, at least this was my perspective about this game. A buddy of mine and I were texting during the game. And when the score, so the Chiefs were down 31-13 in the second half. They go down, and this Patrick Mahomes had thrown an interception. Uh, He'd thrown a pick six to start the half, which is really bad. And then he threw another one at the goal line, which was also bad. And the pick six wasn't his fault, but that's, you know, we'll get into that. Threw another pick right near the goal line going into score. Also bad. Somehow the Chiefs find themselves with the ball and they score to make it 31 to 20. Somehow it's still only a two possession game. They have the Bills on the next possession backed up third, and I believe it was third and 19. And somehow I thought the Chiefs still genuinely like had a chance in this game a little bit. There we go. Let me just edit this and cut it. Okay, here we go. On third and 19, about to get the ball back, Josh Allen, under pressure from Frank Clark, throws an interception to Rashad Fennett about midfield. But mm-hmm. the flag flies. It's a, it's a roughing the passer. I, for one, and most of everyone else, thought it was a terrible call. Including people that aren't Chiefs fans. Including people that aren't Chiefs fans. I understand the logic of why. Because they do have the like driven into the ground penalty that they were enforcing for a while and then just kind of quit doing. He did do that. He also had really nothing else he could have done, no. in my opinion. You're, you got two feet in, off the ground. It's inevitably going to Josh, happen. Josh Allen's feet didn't even touch the ground after he threw the ball. That's how fast he hit him from releasing well, he was the ball. Right there. That's that's a bang bang play, and you can't you don't see them call that. Penalty anywhere else other than just because he landed on top of him, and I, I kind of understand that rule. You don't want to, you don't want a defensive player. You don't want somebody landing on a quarterback with all of their weight. Right. At some point in sense. time, though, you also just have to treat them like a football player mm-hmm. because yes. that's kind of what they are. Well, because right. Frank Clark also his head's down making a tackle. How is he supposed to know that Josh Allen didn't tuck the ball? How, how's he even supposed to know I mean, that he's still the got the ball? By the time that he was going in to initiate the tackle, the ball was still in Josh's hand. Yes. By the time that the ball was out of his hand, he was already there ready to touch him. It was bang, bang. Yeah. It, it happened, like, 
Josh throws the ball and gets hit. I mean, like it, it, it's bang bang. It happens but at I the think, same time. I think it was probably a makeup call. Maybe I think it was, and which is super annoying because you, the the holding call would have such a bad place. Have a I mean, call. even if that happened, game changing. I think the Chiefs win, and that's I mean, that's conjecture because even if they get the ball back, they had to score, get a two point conversion, get know, the ball back the, again, and score. But, but knowing what is this all about a game of momentum, knowing it's a hundred percent about momentum. Look, the at, analytics have now sent snipers to the to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you. I think I, momentum is a well, real I'm, real thing. Analytics are always good. G- analytics are something that needs to be in the game, but there's also the human element yeah. of the game yes. where analytics don't play in, and that has to go with momentum. Look at the Oklahoma Texas game from Saturday. Oklahoma was on the back foot the entire first half. They get some momentum rolling with a new quarterback in, and they come back and the, win. There the are game no analytics for emotions exactly. in a football game, or yeah. fans, or, or fan interaction in a football game. And and you and you heard it when the when the Bills got backed up when they were deep in their own territory. The crowd was back in the game after that touchdown. Oh, yeah. 100%. The, the momentum had shifted. Getting and, the crowd into the game at Arrowhead is a game changer. Yes, it absolutely is. With or without the interception. If that's a stop mm-hmm. at all, yeah, I think the Chiefs are, are, could easily have won it's that game. At least game. a very close game, and it can go toss up either way. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna say this right now. I think everybody's gonna agree with me. Obviously, Daniel Sorensen played awful, terrible. He is the worst safety in football. You take him off the field, you can replace him with a toddler. I don't care. <laughs> you you replace him with the next with a replacement safe. level safety in football. You put Juan Thornhill in. Armani Watson. We you put not, Armani, you Watson, put Armani Watson. We are not giving up 17 points in the second quarter. You look at this box score. We allowed one score in the first quarter. We scout. We we allowed one score in the third. We allowed one score in the fourth. You take away the 17 points that was scored in the second quarter. This game is much closer. Oh yeah. This defense played outside of Daniel Sorensen. Everybody else stepped up and played. Yep. They did not rush very well. Josh Allen was their leading rusher with 60 yards and a touchdown. So they did kind of get burned every once in a while, but they started to turn it up. That D-line. second half defense played really well. I still want Spagnuolo and Sorensen out of there, but it has looked better, like I said, when Frank Clark is in, when Willie Gay is in, when we yeah. get 44% of the snaps with Juan Thornhill as he's starting to continue to go up and up every week. I would say this is definitely the most complete game that the defensive line has put together. Um, from start to finish, I think the D-line probably didn't get enough pressure, no. But from where we came uh, a week or two ago, even uh, week one, that I mean – the pressure these last two weeks has been really good, and um, it's been a lot better. And and look at what and, I said. And look at the, the rushing. Look at the, what the I said run on the pregame defense. pod. That starts um, with the D line. When it goes back to pressuring Josh Allen, what happened in the second half when we started to pressure Josh Allen? He, he started looked worse. To get a little rattled. Mm-hmm. He played much worse. He threw a ball up the Momentum to started to shift, and they didn't turn the ball over. That's one thing that we needed to do. We need to continue to do on the on the defense is get at least one turnover a game or one turnover every two games. Right. Do something to get the ball back and help out this offense that's obviously having their turnover troubles themselves. What is 315 divided by 15? No idea. That's a lot of numbers. Let's see. 21. 21? 21 yards per completion. That is what Josh Allen had. Sheesh. That's a lot. 15 completions. He went 15 to 26. He had 315 yards and three touchdowns. That's disgusting. That's a lot. Uh, in, uh, In contrast, Patrick Mahomes... 
had 33 completions for 272 yards. Let me bust out the old calculator again. That is 8.24. Dawson Knox was their leading receiver with three receptions, 117 yards. Hey, and guess where his touchdown came from? Shocker. Dan Sorensen. Just just quitting on the route. Like, just stop it. Literally quitting. I don't. Tyron's sitting there just there wondering what the hell's even happening. There are too many people in Kansas happening. City, on Twitter, on Facebook, everywhere you go, that are saying that they're tired of Tyron Matthew. I don't know if you guys have seen this. No, they I They are tired of Tyron Matthew and his constant complaining, and they now want him off the team because he's not involved in the play. Fairweather fan. Now, I understand that football is hard. It's not easy to understand the game, especially if mm-hmm. you've never played it. And I'm sorry to you people out there that think that since you played JV your senior year of high school, you think you understand the game of football. You don't. A lot of these guys that are out of that that played multi-year careers and are now in in analysis or um, they're doing the broadcasting, they don't understand the game now because no. it's changed completely. Mm-hmm. You sure as hell don't with your JV level high school senior year. And all like that's. That is me. That's why I'm an analytics guy above a game analysis guy. But you also mm-hmm. understand more than these other guys, these other people out there that are all over Twitter and Facebook, that Tyron Matthew is out there and he's not involved in the play. It's can not we his fault. Did, can we make some deductions? He's not involved in the play because Dan Sorensen is supposed is to be blowing his coverage. <laughs> it's because Tyron. Let, let's just let's just take this for a moment. How many times has Tyron Matthew been a Pro Bowler? few two several to, times. two or three several times he was also in the heisman voting uh he was which is incredible college which is almost impossible in in as a safety nearly impossible um i don't there's want- a reason why they're they're not throwing his way there's a reason why they're not throwing his way, and it's because he is that good on defense. He's just like Jalen. He's just like Diggs right now in in uh, Dallas. They're not throwing his way mm-hmm. because they don't want the play to be disrupted. Well, you they're, they're going to gonna the stop throwing Diggs' way. Well, they're exactly, throwing yeah. to him right now, and it's not working. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's there's too many of them out there that uh, – like to like to think that they're a little bit more knowledgeable than they really are, and and we just need to we need to stop that. I, I understand football's hard to understand. It's not easy. So they, it's it's a complex game. They pay people millions of dollars to try and understand it. And look at Spags. He can't understand it. Nope. Spags <laughs> needs fired. He minimally can't get his team to play well. He is a defensive coordinator. On a championship level team and can't get it together. So I don't that has expect some very good talent on the defensive side. Yeah, very some, good talent. Some de- our our highest, most of our highest paid players are on the defense, not on the offense. Yeah, and then there's also yeah. Ben Neiman and Sorensen, which shouldn't even be playing because I, at this point we have replacements for them. At this point, now that Willie Gay is back, that's fine. But if Ben Neiman's going to get on the field, can we just give Dorian O'Daniel? Any snaps. He needs some snaps. Some snaps. Any at all. I know that he's a special teamer. Even if I it's know 10% that he's, of the snaps. Like, I just want to see him and Ben Neiman actually battle it out on I the I mean, field. we've seen DOD make amazing plays and, and play well during a full game. At even. some point, something has to give. And before it's Spags' job, which should be right away, it should be some players' jobs. Yes. Yes. I agree. Wholeheartedly. Um, 
Chris Jones on the hot seat unless I mean I, I'm not but saying we not, need that's to, not his fault. I'm not man. saying we need to cut him. No. It, he needs to go back to D tackle. Yes. Because, it's not his because fault at this that he moment, the defensive end, that's the, the coaching staff and Veach wanted him moving outside. And so he lost a ton of weight and he moved. And that's at not this moment, him, that's everybody else. Mike Dana is even, he's a better DN than Chris Jones. Mike Dana. And it's, it, <laughs> to be fair, Mike Dana man. was good. Mike, Mike Dana was Mike good, Dana but he was never in his in his wildest he's dreams was gonna. Log, he was never in his wildest dreams gonna be better than Chris Jones at football. No, and he no, is right no. now. No, no. I, Chris Jones has to move back in because Jaron Reed is completely invisible as well. And, okay, so I, I I saw this tweet earlier. It was from it was from another an, analytic guy. I think he I, I can't remember who it was, <laughs> but he popped out and he said that there are multiple players that have played on other teams. Before or after the Chiefs, and when coming to the Chiefs, they look much worse, and they look yes. better when not on the Chiefs. Yeah, which is why I don't think we should be any high-profile guys anymore. It has to be indicative on the system that they're playing in. Yeah, for why they're so bad. Look at Jaron Reed; he was fantastic playing for the Seahawks. Now look at him; he was fantastic playing for the Seahawks with Frank Clark. Frank, Clark he's even with Frank Clark now. Looked fantastic playing, and then Frank Clark looked. Not as great He's as he spurts. did with the Seahawks. He's had spurts of good. In the year that we won the Super Bowl, I would largely say that he was very effective and played amazing, just not as good, and then has progressively gotten worse. Hitchens played better on an awful Dallas, Dallas defense. Oh, yeah. A much better. better than he has played any year in Kansas City. Yep. Hitchens was known as like a run-stuffing middle linebacker and he's been all but stuffing anything at his this mouth point. <laughs> yeah yeah he can't it's e- true he can't even line up the defense tyron matthew well, tyron can't even get anybody lined up where they're supposed to go there's got to be some issue that is with the mentality of this team and i know i mentality wise <laughs> hello sticks yes there are issues with the mentality. I would argue Tyron is one of the few guys who's still that, that's good. actually been good. But like that's because he is able. He's good enough to overcome and we're probably the not, deficiencies. We're probably not yes. even giving him enough credit for how good he has been because of how terrible the rest of the defense has looked. Well, it's because yeah. we can't see him do anything yeah. because everybody else is getting blown. I mean, away. even when he, I mean, he he could have. He probably has 15 like amazing plays a game, and we just don't see it because somebody else is getting burnt, and there's a completion on the play, and we well, just, it's because they're, we're not looking at that. Those plays. Yeah. He can't. It's not because he's well. Nobody's forcing anybody to throw to Tyron because nobody else is covering. So we're not getting the we're not getting those 15 plays per game like we have been mm-hmm. used to because nobody's going to him because Dawson Knox, a tight end, is blowing past the safety. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen. Is running away from Daniel Sorensen. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Outran him. Quarterback outside of Lamar and Michael Vick, faster than a safety. Mostly because that safety is really bad. Most of the time, not even faster than. I mean, quarterbacks usually. I would say Josh Allen's getting run down by half the linebackers in the league. Easily. Run behind in that situation, half the linebackers catching him. He was a yard and a half away. From making the tackle in the backfield initially, and then Josh Allen took off and and sped away from. Now none of the, none of us are catching Josh Allen. I think that's apparent. Right. But we're not NFL players right. playing one hundred percent of the snaps. 
100%. At least Dan Sorensen's making his teammates better and providing excellent leadership, though. As a safety. Is he? <laughs> no, he's not. No. Not even a little bit. Is he? Because he gets called out in a press conference, and not by name, but he needs to be called out far more often than he is. Yes. Who and called him out? you need to start who, calling who him out. Who called him out? Tyron. Tyron? Tyron called him out. He, he there it. were a couple of a couple of quotes from him. I can find him. <laughs> yes. Um, but he was calling out Dan Sorensen, and everybody knew he was calling him out. Man, Tyron's got to be so frustrated with Spags right now. Maybe that's the reason why he hasn't signed his deal. Maybe, maybe he <laughs> cut cut Dan or I walk, or maybe it's Spags or I walk. It might even be that. Well, him and Spags do have a good relationship. Seems like Spag and Andy likes Spags. Andy has always liked Spags. Yeah. Well, somebody in the Chiefs organization is going to have to stop liking Spags because he's a problem. At what point do we start questioning Brett Veach as well? I don't know. I've been wrestling with this. A lot of people are obviously coming at Veach's neck for a lot of the draft picks that he's made, a lot mm -hmm. of the trades that he's made, not doing enough on... He's been relatively, the, but like he's I been will, working. He's been. I will trying. say it's not his fault, and he's been. The rel- system either isn't yeah, working, yeah, yeah, yeah. or that the players just decide not to play when they get paid. And see, and I also, will. I will say, I think, I think this kind of stuff is an overreaction because if Clyde Edwards-Alaire doesn't fumble against Baltimore, the Chiefs were three and one going into the game, and they're three and two now. I was like, do we do we think the same way? It wouldn't really change. How they've played, but would it change perception? I think it yes. would definitely change perception. If Mahomes doesn't throw a pick against the Chargers on one of the first two drives, or you know, one of the fumbles don't happen, or, and they win that game, are we talking about the same thing? I don't think so. I, I think you have to. I think we have to not jump so far as to the Brett Veach conversation or even I mean and I don't think we should jump to the Tyron Matthew is he you know mad at, at Spags and stuff like that because right now you know this team is a fumble away from three and two and probably two fumbles away from four and one if we're being honest well, to be honest we can even leave the you can 100% leave the fumbles behind and just blame it on four of the picks four of the six picks that Patrick has thrown he's thrown mm-hmm. six picks Four of them have been off the hands of the receivers. And this Tyreek one, I think, was the most egregious of those. Yeah, easily. it was pretty bad. Between him and the Kemp one. This one was so much worse than the Kemp. The Kemp, the Kemp one was at least, was at like, least behind, at least behind him. him. Not great throw. And also a great play by the DB to still catch that ball. Yeah. Whereas this one, Tyreek That's just, true. it's right. This one is the most. Egregious. Right in the quote-unquote yeah. basket of Tyreek's hands. It was, perfect. Yeah. It, was, it was right on the money and just went through his hands. I mean, I get, I know. The ball's probably kind of wet. And what's it going to take? What do you guys think it's going to take to change whatever is going on? Because obviously it's it's not a physical problem because we haven't had these issues previously. Is it the rule of numbers that it's just catching up with Pat and the team that they've been so impenetrable that they've been unable to give the other team the ball as we look as we look back I mean a lot of the analytic guys were coming out and saying that Patrick Mahomes had X amount of passes that should have been intercepted but they weren't is it the is it the rule of numbers finally coming to catch up to us that a lot of these plays should that shouldn't be turnovers are now coming to be turnovers just to make up for that like what somewhat and, and then what's going to what is needed to change obviously a mental shift but what else is needed to change um, to get these mistakes out of the way that 
quite honestly shouldn't be mistakes. Well, I think there's definitely a, a sense of pressure on the offense because of how the defense is playing. Um, yeah. Because we didn't see as many of these um, issues that we're seeing with the offense until we fell behind at Balt- or versus Baltimore. Yeah, at Baltimore. We didn't, I mean, we didn't really see that against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, we fumbled. That was Clyde. Um, no, 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 no. That was against Baltimore. We didn't, did we even have a turnover against Cleveland? I believe so. I'll look. Did we? Um, but but we didn't really see that until the offense realized, oh, my gosh, so this defense is probably the worst defense the NFL's ever seen in the history of football, if not one one of the, Which, I mean, in, this, in the conversation. This defense is better than the 2018 defense. We did not defense, have so. a turnover that game. So, so we didn't have a turnover in the fir- w- first week, and we didn't really see these problems with the offense until that started to become a problem after the Baltimore game. Um, so – I think really it hinges on a defensive mentality and probably it's got to be a scheme switch. And if, if Spags isn't going to switch a scheme, then Spags has got to go. Somebody else got to bring in a different scheme. If Spags won't switch the scheme. Oh, and he did switch the scheme. He's his base is a four, three and we were watching the game and he went to a four, six, one. He went to a four, one, six. What's what? what Oh yeah, four one six. Why would you go to a four one six? Everybody's gonna run the crap out of the ball on you. And they and honestly, they we were pretty effective at stopping the run, except for those plays where he ran to the four one six real quick, and <laughs> and then they ran a hurry up and kept us in it because why? Don't do that. I, I think um, I think the first thing, quite honestly, you have to do, and we've already talked about it, is quit playing Dan Sorensen. Juan Thornhill is better at every facet of football yeah. than Dan Sorensen is. You have to play. Juan Thornhill over Dan Sorensen. And we have not seen any physical issues from Thornhill while he's no. been out right. on the field. We he's have not great. seen any of the issues that should be expected. And I think right. with more game time, obviously, he gets more comfortable with his body. I, I just don't think he's getting enough. Right. He's looked great. I think Willie Gay has looked, looked great last game. So. He needs to play at least 85% of the snaps this next game. Hopefully. And if that cuts into Dan Sorensen time, great. who cares? Great. Yes. If that cuts into Ben Neiman, great. I want to see an entire game without seeing Dan Sorensen on the field unless it's special teams. It ben Neiman be shouldn't really even have more than like five snaps because we got Anthony Hitchens, we got um, Nick Bolton, Nick Bolton, and we got... Willie Gay. We should rotate those three linebackers, and and that's all we need. I, I ben Neiman agree. shouldn't see more than five snaps. I totally agree. And I also think hopefully this will continue going forward. Obviously, Josh Gordon's first game playing any snaps. He had nine total snaps, which is not very many. But He had, he had himself and a if catch. You, if you want to catch. One catch, 11 yards. It was a nice catch. I think as you develop him, th- this Chiefs team needs that Sammy Watkins player. Yeah, with McCole Sam, being our leading receiver, yeah, nine McCole, receptions and leading, under 100 yards. Yeah, he, he um, led the team in receptions yards. and yards. Any player in 70, this he offense, had 76. Oh, he did have 76? But he was the only one over 70. Any player in this offense at this point, if they catch the ball nine times, they have to have at least 100 yards. Uh, and the way, Hardman, the way this offense plays right now, that. yeah. No, not even close. And that's why we're getting these long extended drives that we don't want to do because nobody's making plays after the, the ball. Well, the other well, thing, long extended drives are fine if you score. Yes, here's here's but one we're not thing doing that. that so we that need we, the explosive plays because there's too many turnovers. Explosive plays limit turnovers because there's not 15 plays in the draft. Well, the one yes. thing that we've seen on offense <clears throat> minus the turnovers, and I think the turnovers are a product of frustration and, and long drives. 
Well, they've, we have to turn them into long drives. There's too many people out there, again, saying that we just need to chuck the ball up in the air. Ooh. How in the hell are you going to do that? <laughs> so with you want to see you want to see turnovers? Let's do that. Like then. that's all we're going to see if we yeah. just go down there and chuck it. That is Bruce Arians' offense with Jameis Winston that did not work out because they play two high safeties, <laughs> and that's where a Sammy Watkins role can help, and that hopefully he can exactly. pull one of those safeties out. Pull one of the safeties out, or if they're going to go two high safeties and they're only running four DBs, they got two high safeties, they got two on the outside. The rest of them, you're just going to have to beat linebackers. Although they're probably playing at least five. They're probably probably are, but even then, you've still got the underneath routes, right? And that's what we need to be seeing. Which we need is, to no stop one seeing these deep routes cool. until the high two high safeties start being more disciplined and can come down mm-hmm. or. Well, what what honestly I think the scheme more should be that we did not see as much in this game is run Tyree be a little counterintuitive. Let McColl run deep routes because he has the speed to do it. And if it's there, sure. it's there. Let Tyreek run 15 yards and under and get those intermediate stuff. Wow, right now, if they're going to play two safeties, play that way. Obviously, do like, mix it up. Here's, but I'm saying, more often than not, run Tyreek a little bit less than you, or run him shorter than you would normally. Let McColl run deep routes. Again, he has a speed. If it's there, shoot the deep ball. If it's not, though, Tyreek can make a lot of plays happen inside that 15 yards. We're also missing one more thing from the backfield. And it is the big play ability. We have Clyde who's now injured for the next four weeks. He's going to be out on IR. Uh, but for uh, the foreseeable future, with him being in our backfield, we, we're missing the big playability. He's not able to break a 20-yard run. I, I don't I don't know if I've ever seen him make – I think he's got two in his young career. I think his longest is probably like 25 yards. It's Yeah, it's not very There's much. just no big playability, so the safeties don't have to come up because what's happening, yep. the linebackers and the corners are able to make the plays. They don't have to focus any run when you, they play the You don't the have to focus it at all. So right. that's a big playability we're missing, and part of that is probably due to him not being involved in the pass game. When right. he's in there, and, so and that was the fun thing about Damian Williams is Damian Williams big playability. He, he he wasn't going to be this incredible runner, but you knew with his speed, and we saw him do it many uh, a handful of times. You knew he could break sixty plus yarders if he got the space, and oh, he did. And, that is one thing but, that Clyde and that's is lacking. The one thing that we're still going to miss with Clyde being out is Darrell Williams does not have big playability. Neither is Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon has big playability. He, he has the ability. It's there. It's the opportunity given. Also true. That's fair. That's fair. I think Jarek McKinnon would be perfect for this offense. I just don't think he's ever going to get that opportunity. Marlon Mack would be perfect for Marlon this Mack would be nice. But Jarek McKinnon is on this roster and has been here all offseason. There have been rumors about Marlon Mack coming in. What do you guys think of that? I, I'd be all for it. The Colts it does would sound be- like the Chiefs have reached out and at least attempts to start negotiations. And, and the I think would, that there's no reason to get Marlon Mack when you have Jarek McKinnon. I don't think we have the cap space. I don't think I, there's any reason to. There's that. There's Well, Marlon Mack is better than Jarek McKinnon, though. Marlon Mack is better than Jarek McKinnon, but it's also the running back position. Yes. And being better than anybody at the running back position means Unless almost you're nothing. Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, um, or a few others. But... I, I think the Colts, hey, if you're going to try to trade for a running back, the Colts will be a team to call because they have Naheem Hines and um, uh, their number, Jonathan Taylor. Maybe they'll give us Fisher back because Orlando <laughs> Brown's garbage. Oh, he's not <laughs> very I good. Ta- I talked him up all offseason. And man. he was good for two years in Baltimore. He was really good. 
And he looked fine for the first couple of weeks, but man. Well, just... he got annihilated by Miles Garrett, but yeah, yeah, after yeah. that. I, I will he, say that a... the defensive line that we went against on the Bills, again, we've faced it's... three of the top defensive lines in the leagues right now. The Bills have a deep and very talented D-line. But he has been embarrassed every single time. Yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> the thing, it's, it, so. yes, it's kind of like the Chiefs have played a tough schedule. They're also one and three against like the top four teams in the AFC. And also the goal- remaining schedule for the year is the 21st easiest. Is, is, is ranked definitely, 21st. Definitely gets much better. It's very it front-loaded. It does get much better. So, But... We are a team that the goal is a Super Bowl or bust. Right. So going one and three against the top four teams in the AFC is not not, not what you want to I mean, look. That's, not what you want to look at. You can drop one. And honestly, maybe. we could have lost to the Browns. And but easy. also, like I said earlier, if Clyde just holds on to the football against the, the Ravens, it's also two and two. Realistically, as poorly as we have played, we are one play away in each of the games to either minus minus the Bills. We are one play away from being four and one. Or zero and five. Yeah, and that, well, I would say they would have beat the Eagles. I think the, but oh, I, the yes. flip is there though. It's it's not hard. Like you're you're a player two away from four being one and one and one and four. You're also a couple plays away from being four and one. Like it's why it's a little bit hard to get a beat on the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs still are a playoff team because the AFC is bad and they have Patrick Mahomes. And I just don't see the Chiefs to miss the playoffs this year. The Chiefs would have to go like eight and nine. And I don't. And think the that's schedule happening. does get much easier. So I, I did mean, take a look at it. We're beating being the football the, team. Being in the place that I am in right now, I could see us, and and that's obviously with what the Chiefs have shown us so sure. far. Sure. Not with what we know their potential is to be. But the way with, they've played right now. The way they've played right now. If they're going to continue playing in the same system with the same players with the same mentality. I could see the Chiefs capping off the rest of the season going 6-6 six and six with our remaining games. And that is wrong. I I get why. It is still – it's not an easy schedule per se. Do I think it, that happens? It's easier. No, because I think there will be a shift. Winning cures all. People are going to get happier defenses. Every, momentum shift, I right? think the current Emotions. state of but this team – if they continue to play this way, I can see a 6-6. Six and six. I think in the current state of this team, the, the – the floor really is pretty low. Ten and seven. Ten and seven's the floor. I would agree with that. If they if they go worse than ten and seven, that would be a disaster in my opinion. Oh, I thought I thought before the the Gruden thing, we were beating the Raider, Raiders twice, and they will. Um, the Chargers, we might lose. The Packers, we might lose. They're beating the Broncos twice still. They're beating the Broncos twice. They're beating the football team. They're beating the Titans. They're beating the Giants. Uh, the Titans, I don't know. Titans, that's a tough team. The, the Titans, Titans is going to be a tough one simply because we cannot stop Derrick Henry. The, the, the games that you look at... The run defense has been significantly better than the past defense. We've given up though. over 100 yards a game. The Titans, Packers, Bengals, and Cowboys games. And the Chargers. Also, by the time we play the Titans, AJ will still be back and Julio will probably be back. Well, they didn't look that great when they were playing together. So. What do you think... Right here, right now. Tyler, if you had to actually pick what you think will happen, what's the Chiefs record at the end of the year? Filter for me. <laughs> uh, I got 11 and 6. I also have right 11 now. and 6. I think they will lose a few more, but I think they will win the majority of the games they have left. And at 11 and 6, 
Like I've said, was that nine and three the rest of the year? Since the preseason podcast, it only takes a run of four games to win a Super Bowl. And eleven and six is absolutely in the playoffs in the AFC. Absolutely. There's one game that's a toss up for me right now. I could see us being eight and four or nine and three. So you have ten and seven or eleven and six by the end the, of the, the season. The one team that's a toss up for me right now is the Bengals. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and I know why. Good receivers, really good receivers, good offense. Joe Burrow's playing well. Their defense isn't half bad. No, it's what not a bad. terrible They're offensive line. We might actually get some pressure. Maybe. It may be fun to watch. <laughs> it could be. Could be. Although, uh, if our defense uh, in the past game is still as bad, Jamar Chase is going to go off. Please uh, just throw it to T. Higgins instead that game because uh, Tyler Boyd would be fine. Uh, Tyler T. Boyd, Higgins. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I have all of them different uh, leagues. I have Tyler Boyd. So, so you have Tyler Boyd. I have T. Higgins. I have Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase. In our so when they play the Chiefs, we're just going to be competing on who gets the target. I'm here. absolutely playing bet down that I'm, game. I'm, I also have Burrow in that. I league. think you're I'm on the losing end of that. I think I, T. Higgins probably. probably typically gets more. <laughs> I think Jamar, Jamar Chase Jamar is probably Jamar getting. Jamar Chase is the number one. I don't know if I want to put money on that. Jamar Chase is getting all those. He went to college with him. I mean, how? How can we compete? <laughs> um, I and see this is the thing with the he Chiefs. did quit on him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is I'm just wow. kidding. I'm just kidding, Jamar. I love you. COVID never <laughs> happened. Um, the the Chiefs with the team that they are, they're still a team that if they get to the playoffs, anything could happen because they can drop 45 on you on any given day. And if that happens, they're going to win. If I, am I if I'm going to sit here and say that the Ravens could go to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs can absolutely win a Super Bowl at 11 and six. And that's the Patrick Mahomes effect. I would not pick them to win the Super Bowl right now, but I still think they can do it because Patrick Mahomes is still on this team. He's just going to need everybody else to step up. He and he's going to have that. to quit throwing some picks. He doesn't even need that to put together four games that we can win. Probably not. But it will in some of the other games that we do have. We're definitely going to lose games throughout the season. I would think. Because you can't win. uh, How many games we got left? 11? Uh, 12. 12. You can't win 12 games straight without having somebody step up. You can win four games straight without having that step up. That's true. Yeah. Well, is it time to (laughs) recap the rest of what Sticks has to talk about? Uh, Time to recap... Um, the rest of week five. Well, the Seahawks are down bad and will stay down very bad. It's Geno time, baby. How long is Russ out? Uh, up to eight. I, I, think, I think it was said. four to eight weeks. Yeah. He did wide he did window go but... through surgery. Everybody is calling him an amazing healer. Hmm. I don't know if you guys. I've not heard that before, but he has not missed a game up until this upcoming week, which he is he's, for sure missing. He's gonna miss even four, even if it's the minimum at four. That's still four weeks with Geno. He Smith. did recover from a pretty nasty concussion in four days. It's true. I man, the Seahawks have not played up to snuff this year so far. Their which defense. We didn't think their defense would hold. Up I didn't to think par. their. I didn't think their defense would be good, but I didn't think I didn't that they would be. No, would be this bad. I didn't think that they would be able to. Like they blew a twenty-four to nine lead against the Titans at home, and lost. Not like, pretty. not pretty. That's a rough go for Seattle. And we saw Man Campbell cry uh, at the podium after the game. Man, they've had some really bad end of game luck. Yes, they have. It only took five weeks to break that man. I can't blame him. The way the season's gone for them. By no more knees. <laughs> <laughs> 
No more kneecaps. Bite, just tears. bite these tears. Hey man, the follow up album to bite kneecaps. <laughs> bite these tears. I legitimately thought the the lines were going to be decent this year. Um, I didn't think I, they were going to be good, but I, I thought they would be better than zero and five right now. And they yes. are better than I think the team is better than zero and five. They've just lost all the like they've lost every coin flip that they've had. Uh, Juju is out for the rest of the season, and the Steelers still get themselves a win over the Broncos, which should show us that the Broncos, Broncos even are, though they have those three wins and they were looking good and the defense looked very solid. They've played two living, breathing football teams and lost. And they just don't look good. So Man, Juju should have picked the Chiefs. I am probably going to win this bet. I'm going to get myself a nice bottle of liquor <laughs> because they are not going to go 500. They're not. Juju should have picked the Chiefs. Juju sh- well... I, I don't know. <laughs> I, the way we're playing right now, I don't know. You should have picked the Chiefs. Uh, game of the year, question mark? Browns Chargers. Chargers win 47-42. It did not go to overtime, though, like no. the Packers-Bengals with five missed field goals. Mason Crosby missed four kicks, counting an extra point. Um, Very not like him. I want to – did – to to not skip over the Browns Chargers game because that, that game, was amazing. That was, was an, an incredible game. game. Did uh, OBJ play very much? I'm not sure. He only had two receptions for 20 yards. He's only, if I remember correctly, he's only had two or three games in Cleveland with 100 yards or more. It's been not very much at all for him. It's it has not been. Now David and Joku went off for 150 yards. I say all 20 David and Joku fantasy starts uh, are very pleased. <laughs> it it was a wild game, and and Baker played amazing. That game that loss was clearly not on him. Seventy one percent for three oh five. You you shouldn't. It, whenever you score forty two on the road, you shouldn't lose. No, his defense gave that one up. And hey, Baker's back on the wagon with a torn labrum, and he he played really well. Justin Herbert is just an absolute madman. How bad do you feel for the Giants? <laughs> I I don't ever feel bad for the Giants because they deserve everything coming to them. I feel bad for Daniel Jones and Saquon and Saquon because I like both of those guys. You got to feel great for Kadarius Tooney. Yeah, I mean he he, he played well. Um, He's definitely getting his opportunity uh early in his career and i think he's gonna yeah i think he should have gotten more of an opportunity there's just so many receivers on there on that team sterling Shepard, kenny galladay kenny galladay's always on the ir yeah and he's about to be again the cowboys are just really good actually cowboys are really good yes i'm really glad so the one thing that a lot of people have been talking about uh with daniel dimes and and going out uh I'm really glad they didn't throw a flag there. On I, the didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was that was definitely it indica- been, that was that was initiated by Danny. It Dines. would have been one of the worst head-to-head, helmet-to-helmet f- flags on the defense that I've seen because he, again, so Danny Dimes is out of the pocket. He's running towards the end zone. He's a runner. He is a free hit, and he ducks in to initiate the contact and. Some I don't know how I don't know who I can't remember who made the tackle. I don't, I don't know either. how the Dallas Cowboys player also didn't end up with a concussion because it was the crown of of Daniel's helmet hitting his face mask. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was a little bit it just kind of jerked him back. It didn't hit him the same way that it hit Dan. But uh it it, it was a pretty ugly hit, but I'm very glad they didn't throw the flag there because that would have just been 
an, an awful call. Hey, refs made a good call. Surprising, For genuinely. once, it continued to get worse. What's not surprising is that Jet Sam Darnold made an appearance this week. Yeah, I was waiting for that to happen. In the loss to the Eagles. Let's see if that continues so I Falcons. can make fun of... Uh... Panthers lost the Eagles. Oh, I was looking at the Jets game. Never mind. Carry on. My, we're just so expecting to see <laughs> Dan, Sam, Sam Darnold uh, play f- play for the Jets. Yep. Um, three ints, 177 yards, and they still almost won the <laughs> they game. They did. They still because Jalen Hurts only had 198 yards and a pick. Jalen Hurts did create the only offense on that team. Yeah. Uh, he had two rushing touchdowns and a, and a passing touchdown, I believe. Uh, not recorded passing touchdown. Do, he did have the two rushing touchdowns, though. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, the Panthers, like, I predicted that they would start the season hot. But that's a bad loss. You can't take it that is a loss. Bad loss. a good loss. I mean, they would be 4-1 and one right now if they beat the Eagles. And that's all they had to do. And I would Eagles. still predict they finish 7-10. and 10, Yes. Even if, they, even if they won that <laughs> For game. For sure. Uh, the Texans. Um, do we really need to talk about them? I, yeah, I, I do just because Davis Mills <laughs> went 21-29 for 312 and three scores against the Bill Belichick defense. They still lost, but he played well. He did. You know what? That is... Uh, That's actually notable. It, it is notable. His first half was amazing. I thought after the first half, Bill Belichick was going to lose his first game against a rookie. It would have been Davis Mills. That would have been incredible. That would have been embarrassing. And to be Davis Mills. And, and you the guys would have said... The week removed from 40 to 0. It, oh, yeah. And you guys would have still said, oh, he doesn't deserve to be on the hot seat. No. He does deserve to be on the hot seat. They're only I didn't say he didn't deserve to be on the hot seat. He's just not going to be on the hot seat. Their only two wins are the Jets and the Texans. This year. It's not good. It's really bad. Uh, maybe I'm not so crazy for my take now. No, the Patriots aren't. I, he's not going to be on the hot street. I don't think he'll be on the hot seat. But he should be. They aren't good. He should be. That's not what we said. Uh, the Jet. We, we'll talk Jets Falcons very briefly because no one cares. This game was in London, and that's all you need to know. Matt Ryan did put up a Matt Ryan stat line. He, he threw for a lot of yards, a couple touchdowns against a bad team. That's that's Matt Ryan. Uh, hey, the Falcons. Zach Wilson are going to be still looks bad. The Falcons are going to be exactly what the Falcons always are. I, did you did you guys hear the quote from Rob Sala? No. Said, how long did it take for Josh Allen to be good? Give Zach Wilson some time. Yeah. Which is fair. It's a fair assessment. You do need to give rookie time to be good. Uh, at the same point, no. <laughs> I, think, I think it's fair. I want to. Josh. I think he needs or, some time. I think I Zach agree. Wilson's definitely got a future ahead of him. And he's got a good coach. He does. Also, I very much enjoyed this game because Kyle Pitts went off, and it's the first time all yeah. season. He Caleb has. beat me in fantasy by literally like ninety-five points. We don't know that Rob Sala is a good coach. I like him we as a hire. We don't know if he's going to be a good head coach. We do know that he is a good coach. Great defensive coordinator. We don't know if he can work as a head coach yet. Although I do, I like him in theory. I I like him as well. Well, again, he's going to have to take some time, just like Zach Wilson. That's both not the organization. Are stuck on the Jets. I say both are stuck on the Jets right now. It's just a dysfunctional organization. Oh, top to bottom, easily. It's second only to the Texans. Uh, the Bears won somehow against the Raiders. We already. Oh, Jacksonville might be in there. That's true as well. <laughs> That's true. Um, they're really. Just remember, bad. 2017, they almost went to a Super Bowl. 
And then and really, we're, we're here to cap it all off. The Monday night football game. What a game. And what a fantasy game for me, because in another league, I was down by was 38. I needed Lamar win. to have a great night, and boy, did he. I was going to win that game if Lamar just continued <laughs> to play like he did in the first half. <laughs> just play poor, turn the ball over, can't really rush the ball, can't really pass the ball. And instead, and the game went to overtime, which also did not help you in any way, shape, or form. I mean, all you had already had, probably lost the by only, that point. Oh, I had already lost, because I, I was up by... Oh, did you guys play each other? No, no, no different. Oh, these are different okay. leagues. But apparently, we had the reverse of the same experience. The yeah, I was. Yeah, I was down and thirty-eight. He had Lamar to play. <laughs> he had Justin Tucker to play, and he had Sammy Watkins to play. And Sammy goes out. And I'm like, yes, that's one player down that I don't have to worry about. They're not scoring a whole lot, so I don't really There's have to worry about Justin Tucker. And Lamar is playing awful. Rodrigo Blankenship is putting himself on the game <laughs> or on the line, getting the points. Go into halftime. I'm still up by like four. I'm up by more than ten. And then, wouldn't you know? It. And Lamar finishes going 37 43 for 442 yards and four passing touchdowns. He also the, added 62 rushing. He's yards. got the highest completion percentage in the league right now. Lamar Jackson. They. they, they I'm not taking back what I said until the end of the season. This was a Chiefs. <laughs> like win for the Ravens though like you go ahead and do that they just they were not good for like we got barbecue on 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 Lamar so and they were down 16 I think you're gonna owe me some barbecue I might I don't know I already gave you barbecue the other week or no they were down 19 and they were (laughs) I'm talking about football still they're talking about barbecue they had the ball well we see whose priorities are wrong <laughs> Actually, honestly, like yeah, bar- barbecue does win that battle. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna argue with you. They were down 22 to three with the ball on the goal line. Lamar about to rush it in, and he fumbles, and the Colts pick it up and run the other way. They end up scoring a touchdown on the drive. They almost scored a touchdown on the on the if return. They scored but- the touchdown on that number one. That's defensive play of the year, mm-hmm. and I don't think the Ravens at that point would come back and win. If the defense had scored the touchdown. It would have been very tough. I think it was It was obviously, it was still a momentum swing. The Colts right. were still scored the touchdown. They still got, but I think that is a different type of killer. Yeah, it, it, the, I mean, it would have been. At that point, Lamar probably tries to do too much. And yep. yeah. it, Instead, he had time to settle balls. himself down. They get back in the game, and then they just score the, on the last three possessions of the game. And they do get a little and lucky. their defense stepped up. With the, Calais with, Campbell with a field goal block. They did let them down the field in field goal range, and Blankenship just misses it. Although I will give more credit to Calais Campbell because he got in on that one again, and I think affected Blankenship oh, he 100% kicking that. Affected. Uh, but Blankenship does push it, so you do get a little lucky. But give full credit to that offense in Baltimore. I mean, they just went down, score two point conversion, score two point conversion, score on the first drive in overtime, and it's over. Great comeback, incredible game from Lamar Jackson. But through this game, the game with the Raiders. It just goes to show, eliminate the mistakes on offense, and the Chiefs, can that, that team is still beatable by the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Yes. The Chiefs, if the Chiefs can eliminate 95% of their turnovers, which I think they can, because a lot of them are just fluky, which maybe means you can't eliminate them. I don't know. But if the, if the Chiefs can not turn the ball over, or significantly reduce their turnovers, they're going to win a lot of games still. Because otherwise, how many times have they punted this year? Like three? I think three. Three times. (laughs) 
That's incredible. Because the rest of it comes from turnovers. As in the rest of them, they give up the ball because I think, it's honestly, fumble. I think we probably punt quite a few more times if... There's probably, I mean, there's probably, there's probably a, more, a couple more punts, but there's also many more touchdowns. A lot of those... A lot of those... Um, Turnovers happen in field goal range. There's, there's true four off just off the top of my head that happened in the red zone. Yeah, or in field goal range. You had the Baltimore one, which was for a game-winning drive. The two that started the Chargers game, excuse me, two that started the Chargers game, and mm. then the Ravens, and then uh, the, the 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 and then the at the goal one. line uh, with the Gregory Rousseau yep. pick. Yep. You did four, four alone that happened in the red zone. Yeah. Uh, brutal, but you know, I mean, that, that's how it goes sometimes. But I, I mean, put those four scores on the board, and I think you have a lot of different games. It's going to be interesting. Uh, any other any other things about uh, Week Five before we get out of here? Saints are the real deal. That's a bad take. That's an <laughs> awful take. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm still off the LASIK Jameis train. Yeah, I'm not on it. That's for sure. I I tried to I tried to get my ticket refunded and they said no. <laughs> hey. I, I let I let the train pass on on the first go around. I'm waiting until about the week eight uh, come around for LASIK <laughs> Jameis. If if we're hey. winning games in week eight, then maybe I'll hop on. But. Jameis threw four touchdowns this week against a competent defense, so you got to at least acknowledge. Hey, didn't he it. throw another two hundred yards? He did have two seventy nine. Look at him. He had 50% completion percentage, oh. but he did have two seventy nine and oh, four touchdowns. Awful. Fifteen of thirty. It's not good. No, it's not. But they did win by 11. And he scored those points. He did. He's thrown a lot of touchdowns and not a lot of yards. Actually, I want to see what are... I'm, I'm going to look that up real quick because that's got to be kind of funny, right? Yards like, are irrelevant. They're not. Points. Points, man. They're, I mean, they're not. I mean, I agree with you. I just think this is going to be kind of funny. He has, he has 892 yards passing in five games and 12 touchdowns. Oh, man. Yeah, he only has three picks. And two of them were in one game. If I we're w- giving LASIK Jameis a shot at being a starter, Marcus Mariota needs a, another I'm sorry, shot. but if you line those stats up against what Patrick Mahomes has right now, it's it's that stat line every time. <laughs> What are what are Pat's stats right he's now? He's got look that up. It's nearly like four thousand yards. He's still passing at a seventy something percent clip. He has fourteen hundred ninety yards, sixteen touchdowns, and six picks. I'm taking the Jameis. Twelve tutties and three picks. What are you talking about? Shut your T D ratio, man. I'm I'm just saying. It's super limited. Yeah, that's true. Mr. Limited. That's LASIK Jameis's new name. It's no. Mr. Limited. Mr. Limited. It's Him long. and Frank Clark. Hey, Frank. <laughs> I want to see more Frank Clark. Is yeah. that it? Is yeah. that it? All right. Yeah. I'm Landon Fields. You can find me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Caleb Darlin. You can find me on Twitter at cdarlin 53 I'm Tyler Savatinai. You can find me at underscore Suavage underscore. You can find the show on Twitter at TLCFP. Uh, follow us there. We tweet around. We have some fun on the old Twitter. So check us out there. Um, hey, you know, the Chiefs, they're two and three. They're two and three for the first time since 2014. Uh, if it weren't for the other losing record they had this year, this would be the first time they had a losing record since 2015. Uh, they made the playoffs in 2015. They had a winning record in 2014. And that was with Alex Smith. So I wouldn't be super worried yet. It is going to be a weird year. It's going to be a, this is a much different Chiefs team than I think we've had uh, in the last 
the Andy Reid era, at least. It, so it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, it's going to be stressful to watch. But uh, I, for one, am kind of excited about it. Make sure to listen next week. Listen to the show upcoming this week as we pick a Chiefs game against the Washington football team. Who knows what will happen. Get back on the horse. And by who knows what will happen, I mean they're going to win by a lot of points, I think. As always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Chiefs.